0: Aguero! Oh, I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skill on goal. Look at that pass. Hey, Haydark! Goal! Donovus! Well, if things are here for the USA, can they do it here? Cross and death is tonight again. And Donovan has scored! Oh,
1: can you believe this? Go,
0: go, USA! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible. Described by two uglies. Welcome to Bone and Beam United.
1: This is a
0: thing of genius. Welcome in. Happy Soccer Podcast Day to you. I am Bone. And I am Beam. And we have got a lot of Champions League discussion to get into today. We will also talk about a team that may not be in the Champions League for the next couple of years. We haven't got to talk about the Manchester City scandal, so we'll get into that. And also... Could Lionel Messi be on the move? Things getting messy for the Argentine star hey. in Spain. Look at that. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it'll happen, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. I will tell you one little angle that we're working on with the podcast. We're trying to find ways to get people to listen to stuff they want to hear during the podcast. So, we're trying to make these a little more centric to whatever interests you might have. So, if you're a MLS fan, I will tell you today, even though there are plenty of stories to talk about with MLS, we're not going to do any MLS talk on this episode. We will do an MLS preview episode or maybe two next week. So be looking for those coming very soon. And
1: that will be where Bone talks about all the MLS teams.
0: And yeah. I I just come along for the ride. No, here's what I, I hope that will be. I hope you can sit there and say, hey, tell me about this team and are they going to be good or are they going to suck? And then I can say, yeah, they're going to suck. And then I'll be wrong because I'm not, it's not like just because I watch the league, not like I actually know about it, how to predict it or anything, but I will try to give you a little more insight to some of the teams you may not watch all the time. All right. If you're a, especially if you are a Columbus based fan, a lot of our listeners are in Columbus. If you're a crew fan, we'll have. At least an Eastern Conference preview, Western Conference preview. Those might be one episode because we may find there's nothing to talk about at the Western Conference. I think there's plenty of storylines, but.
1: I think there's none, so. (laughs) 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 Well, there might. I mean, I guess you could
0: argue the storyline is LAFC, will they win it all? That's the big storyline. Right. All right. The mighty laugh. That's it. So none of that today, but that will be coming to you next week. So we are here for Champions League and European soccer stuff today. We're going to start with Champions League discussion. Beamer, I'll ask you. Which of the four games that happened this past week would you like to start with? Because there were quite a few interesting results. So I'm, I'm leaving it to you. Where do you want to start?
1: We can start with the the games that were being played on Tuesday. So either one. I pick the day. You pick the game. We could either start with Liverpool and Atletico,
0: or we can do PSG and Dortmund. Whatever one. Let's go. To me, I'll, I'll start with the game that I found most intriguing and the game that... Sorry, Liverpool fans. But I think this game should have been the one they picked up nationally. I knew they wouldn't because we yeah, said this last I, week yeah, on the show. We knew this. It's Liverpool. They're going to take the Liverpool game. It's also ridiculous that TNT and Turner and all the various money behind that organization, why there aren't two channels with soccer on. When you're, What else are you running? Like on true TV, just throw it on there. Why can't, can't we can't put we one on it?
1: TNT and one on TBS? Like, let's yeah, just I'm saying just you've do got... That.
0: We, we watched the... Network coverage for the NCAA tournament, and that's what you do. Right. Yeah, blow out the impractical jokers guys for a couple <laughs> days and, and put on a couple Champions League games. How no dare one's you complain? Suggest that they blow off impractical jokers. I think Sal and the gang are great. I enjoy impractical jokers. I've never seen an episode of that show. It's funny. It's it's they basically force their one of their buddies to do something horrible in front of a bunch of people that don't know there's a joke going on, and it usually hilarity ensues. They're fine. It sounds very, like the
1: adult version of Jackass.
0: Yeah, it it like they send they have like an earpiece in the guy's ear and he'll be working in a butcher shop and they're like tell this person that uh you're out of meat as you're cutting the meat. And then they're like sorry, okay. we're out of meat. And they're like what? And then they get mad at him and he has to keep going with it. So anyway. Uh this is the we'll start off with Dortmund PSG. That's the game that should have been on TV for me. It was a 2 to 1 result for the black and gold of Germany. Yeah. And to me, when we talk about the beautiful game of soccer. Everybody, I'm sure, has their own definition in their head of mm-hmm. what that is. But if someone asked me, like, show me the beautiful game, show me what you enjoy about soccer, I'd put on that game. Yeah, That's the one I would put on and say there was attacking both ends. It was a back-and-forth game. There was a lot of fun. Even the way the goals were scored where you had Dortmund sure. get up early in a great goal there. I mean, well, not a great goal, but a, an Erling Haaland goal where he's just – There on the doorstep, and he doesn't fail to finish. When he gets that close. Guy doesn't flinch. No, he gets right into it. He's a big boy. He can stay in there and and take the hit if he has to, but he was onside, ricochet into the box. He has perfect spot to pounce on it, and it's a goal poacher's goal, but he's clearly got the class to make other goals happen, as we'll talk about in a second. Mm -hmm. But that goal happens, and you think, man, this kid's story just keeps getting better and better and better. And that's kind of where the game was for a large portion of it until, what was that, uh, just a few minutes later, I guess, in the 75th. That's when the other side, right, where the other youth movement, even Mm -hmm. though these guys are not not new anymore. But Neymar, Kylian Mbappe, who are still young players, talented players, connect on a goal that was as beautiful as you're going to see. Sure. You just... This game, to me was the one that
1: I was licking my chops. I was salivating over the most when these were drawn and quite possibly for the entire round of sixteen. This was the matchup that I think all soccer fans, the eyes go to, right? Because it's like, all right. you know, it's it's great. We didn't know that Erling Holland was going to be on Dortmund at the, this point in the season no. when the draw was happening back in december. we didn't we didn't know that. But you know everything that you know now. And of course, like you have, and you so eloquently illustrated it bone the youth movement of PSG and the guys who have kind of been around a little bit, but you have to still realize these guys are still young and Neymar and Mbappe, like all these guys who they have, of course, you know, with the veterans that they have on their team and Cavani, like all these different angles and Angel Di Maria, these guys who have been around for a long time, but still are considered to be one of the best teams, one of the most young, one of the young teams in the contest. On the other side in Dortmund is a team that is, flourishing now in the Bundesliga we know it was kind of a struggle there for a little bit I would imagine it'd be a struggle for any team when you lose a manager like Jurgen Klopp and you're considered to be once our guys get too good we have to sell them because we can't really keep them and okay you kind of understand what Dortmund is but you look at their youth on the other hand and you look at Erling Holland and you look at Jadon Sancho and you look at Gio Reyna like all of these guys that's to me why I was so excited to see this matchup I was a little bit disappointed when they announced that the Liverpool game was going to be on TV but hey we understood that that was going to be the case They're the reigning champs they have a 70 point lead basically in the Premier League okay but you get into the kind of the crux of this game And you knew, like, even just going in, you knew that it wasn't going to be a failure. There are too many good players and too many spectacular. Right.
0: It wasn't going to be a game we're going to talk about later where, like, Tottenham, whenever they play in a big game like this, especially when they have the injuries they're dealing with, you almost expect, and now look who manages them. Yes. Like, a Jose game is not what you were expecting out of this. You were not expecting a game where it was going to be defensive, slugfest, gross. In that, Maybe people love that. Some people love that. I don't. I love games where even... I like great defense to be played. I just like it to be back and forth, end-to-end, defending in the box, as yeah. opposed to everything getting snuffed out in the midfield, and then just nobody does anything. Not does anything, but nobody can really mean. get yeah. a good chance. We know going. what you mean. It was end-to-end. Both goalkeepers were working. That's what I like to see, and that's what this game it, it was, and so you had that for like 65 minutes, like over an hour, right? You get through halftime, and it's still like Chances on both ends, but no one's scoring. Erling Haaland gets the goal. Mm -hmm. Five, six minutes later is when, I mean, Mbappe runs through three guys for Dortmund. Yeah. On the broadcast, they were calling it terrible defending. And it, it was, but it's also like schoolboy defending that. Like, huh? <laughs> yes, but what? the, the schoolboy they were defending was one of the best players in the world. <laughs> yeah, so it's exactly. like, yeah, he did make them look bad. That was terrible defending. That's also a product of him just being really freaking good. He also did that in the World Cup.
1: Right. Like he made a lot of other guys look pretty planet. bad, too. So, yeah.
0: And then Neymar with the easiest goal he's ever going to have, just standing right in front of the net as the ball just crosses. All you have to do is get your foot on it. And yeah. It was beautiful. So, I like his beard, by the way. Neymar? Neymar with a beard is good. And he, he put it on Instagram today and a bunch of other places, too. For the first time in six years, he's going to miss Carnival in Brazil because, as we've talked about, mm-hmm. every year around this time, he is either hurt or suspended for, this, for the next game or for something. And he has missed six years in a row with his team, his club team. He has missed whatever competitions they had around Carnival. Coincidentally, Carnival is also right around the time of his sister's birthday. And so he has been at his sister's birthday. It's just one of the weird things. Yes, it. I don't think there's anything on purpose. I mean, maybe one year there was a hey, I'm injured. I could try to force my way back, but no. But he was. He's always been there for that. So he actually posted that saying, "Sorry, Carnival. I won't be there. I'm going to be playing now. You guys can have a big controversy about that. You know, laughing it off." But anyway, you had a one-one game at this point, and and they hadn't even PSG hadn't even finished celebrating that goal. Really, yeah. They kick it back off. Mm-hmm. Gio Reyna is inserted into the game and he has a great little movement where he gets the ball. It's a, it's a movement that if you are new to soccer, you would say, well, he really didn't do anything. He just received a pass, ran up the field and crossed it to the really good player who hammered it home. And Erling Holland had a screamer of a goal that no one in the world would have stopped Mm -hmm. on that shot. That is worth noting that it was a pass to Erling Holland. If he passes that to almost anyone else. Who knows if that goal is scored? Sure. But it's also worth noting that Gio Reyna, that that is a mature move. It wasn't something where he tried to hold on to it, do too much with it. It was a simple play. He made the simple play. But it's smart soccer. And I think that's worth noting. I don't want to, as a U.S. national team fan, just just take the Gio Reyna angle on this goal and say he created it, he... He made the whole thing. No, Erling he was Holland, a magician. A, you yeah, know, an artist. He didn't do a yeah. ton, but he also didn't overcomplicate it. And sometimes in soccer, that's just it. You just have to do things simply, and he did, and got it to the best player on the field, who made no doubt about that goal.
1: Erling Holland is one of the best players I have ever laid my eyes on, and you know we talked about it when he decided that he was going to move to Dortmund, and he kind of spurned Manchester United. Oh, you and know, their pursuit of him, which was interesting. I was reading a couple of pieces and why he decided to to do that. But he bone, this kid is 19 years old. He I, he has like 70 some goals in his first 100 games for his club. <laughs> like it, it, like it, he, he came out after the game. He's like, you know, I'd like to be like Kylian Mbappe, banging in goals and leisure. It's like through first, with 100 goals or through his first 100 games for his club, Kylian Mbappe, I think, had 20, which still is, like, remarkable for the first 100 club games. And now Kylian Mbappe has kind of jumped up to a different level and, of course, is a superstar. But this guy is... Already at 19 years old, one of the best strikers on the planet. I am so excited to watch him continue to develop. We know that Dortmund has a track system of developing great players, turning them into their best versions of themselves. And any time now that Dortmund is on, I'm like, I, it's must watch TV. And having also Jadon Sancho, like, doesn't hurt, right? Like, you talk about a team that has some, some great history and a team that has been close on many occasions, but we know in the Bundesliga it's tough to win because, obviously, like, you have Bayern, who was just a rock-solid giant back there. And, of course, they got the history and everything. But I'm telling you, man, this guy, every time, like, the ball gets on his foot... You think that he just somehow he's going to be able to put the ball in the net. Like he's that kind of a player. Like you said, he can poach goals. He's fantastic. He can score, he can score class goals, he can do stuff with skill. Like he has got everything that you could possibly want from a top-tier striker. And the fact that he's only 19 years old is just it's it's mind-blowing that yeah. he's this
0: good this early. It's I think also just the sheer volume that you see cuz I was looking it up while while you were talking. I knew he had an insane amount of goals in Austria when he was playing with Salzburg for uh, coincidentally enough, Jesse Marsh who used to coach New York Red Bulls and is a U.S. national team player, and he's obviously probably the coach in waiting. Not that RB Leipzig really is looking for a coach yet, but in the Red Bull chain of soccer teams, yeah. he's he's next in line to get the big bump up to the German team whenever he wants it. But uh, Jesse Marsh was the coach for Erling Holland, and when he was playing at Salzburg this year, he had in the first half of the season 22 games, 28 goals. Okay. I mean, that's, that's just a sheer number that doesn't add up for most people. And so, obviously, the next concern is, yeah, but he's doing that in Austria. Let him get to a better league and see what he can do. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, he just banged into in the Champions League in Against the knockout PSG. round. Against PSG. Right. The best defensive team in the world, PSG? No. No, no. No one's arguing that. But he has not found the level yet. Like a lot of players do where it's like, well, yeah, okay, let him, he's good with the U-12s, but put him up with the U-16s and let's see what he can do. And every time they bump some kids up, eventually they get to a point where it's like, all right, well, now he's evened out. going to take him a year or two to figure this out. Then he'll go up and he'll continue his progression. He's not hit that level yet. It's not in the Bundesliga. And I mean, if you want to watch him this weekend, they're playing Bremen. Borussia and Werder Bremen should be a fun game, but he'll he'll probably get you a goal there. I mean, it's it's almost the most consistent thing you can think of in soccer right now is Erling Haaland getting a goal for you if you watch him for 90 minutes. So I I love watching this guy play. I'm ecstatic that Gio Reyna gets to play with a talent of his level. I guess the downside of that could be that he covers up a lot of things when sure. you play with someone that good. So maybe you <laughs> right. don't maybe you think you're doing better than you are, but still, success breeds confidence. And this Borussia Dortmund team right now has got to be as confident as anyone in the world when it comes to the way they're playing.
1: Yeah, you have to be ecstatic with the result that you got. Obviously, you're heading back to the Parc des Princes for your next, you know, your turnaround game and which will be exciting. Like to me, Bone, that's that's the one you're looking at. Like, that's the most salacious of the rematches because it's going to be PSG with an away goal. You got one of the hottest teams right now in world soccer in Dortmund, Mm. but you know you have a team in PSG that has a history of just exploding on, you know, scoring three, four goals rather quickly, but then also giving up three or four goals rather quickly. To me, that turnabout game, that roundabout game coming back home to Paris is mouth-watering to think about.
0: And let's not forget Neymar went off the post in this game a few minutes after the Holland yeah. second goal. So like
1: Punch counterpunch, right? It
0: could have been a two-two game with two away goals. Yeah. Going back home for PSG. But by far, they are not out of this by any stretch of the imagination. Certainly they have the firepower to get it done at home. And then if it comes down to a tie game, them having well, I guess the original one away goal, I guess it would be a little tougher. They're gonna have to uh, if they just get a goal right, if they can win 1 sure. nothing, they're good. Yeah. But then if Dortmund can find it, and like I just said, Holland has the ability more often than not, you see him and you think he may have a chance to get your goal. So that's going to be fun. I cannot wait to watch that. No, that's going to be it. And it won't be on because. No, it's not going to be on TV. Because the other game that will be happening that same day is also think, quite salacious. Yes. And that is the uh, Liverpool Atletico Madrid tie. So Atletico Madrid hosting Liverpool three minutes in, Saul with the goal Mm -hmm. off the corner, and that proved to be enough throughout the entirety of this game. Allison with some big stops, though, in the first 20 minutes, because it would have... I mean... Madrid was coming. That it, should was have, it should have been 2-0. Easily easy. could have been 2-0. He yeah. made some tremendous stops in this game.
1: Yeah, it was It was fantastic to watch, and I was actually at home watching it because I was on the morning show all this week on the radio, so I was able to get home and watch it. Usually I kind of keep an eye on my computer when I'm here at work, but right, yeah. it was nice. Like, it had my full attention, right? And so, you know, Atletico comes out, and they, they look like, okay, you know, we're here to play. They were pressing early. They were getting in Liverpool's face, and, you know, that's something that Liverpool – quite hasn't seen because they're used to controlling the pace and used to controlling the tempo. Now it did settle down, you know, kind of as the game wore on, but right from the get go, it's like, you could see what Atletico wanted to do. They wanted to control and dictate and get a goal early. And this is Spanish soccer, like the way that they play. It's like, all right, well, if we have a goal lead, what are we going to do? We can defend for 85 minutes because quite the contrary to PSG's defense, Atletico's defense is really good. Like yeah. this is what they're used to doing yes. in the league that they play. in. we're going to pass the ball around. If you get your opportunities, we're not scared of the guys for you. We feel like we have a pretty good opportunity in front of us. We're going to do that. So Liverpool loses a game, which is, I wouldn't say it's surprising because that is a very, very tough place to go and play. in the Wanda, Wanda Metropolitano, which seems fantastic. But yeah, it's, it's a fun game because now the Giants, can you wake up? Oh, right? I know. Can you wake up? Can you get a goal? What's the atmosphere at Anfield going to be like when it's, let's say, it gets through the first half bone and it's nil-nil. And you're saying to yourself, if you're a Liverpool fan, like, What can we do here? Because they haven't, they proved that we haven't been able to score on them for 130 some minutes. Like all this stuff that is going in to this next
0: leg is fantastic, but what a huge result for Diego Simeone and those boys. Well, the tactical matchup too, between him and Klopp, those are two of your most expensive managers in the world. Two of the always cited as two of the most brilliant managers in, in soccer all over the, all over the globe. And they, you saw it. That matchup was pretty intense and tactically, you could argue, Diego Simeone kind of won the day. Not that that means Klopp like, is he bad. Did. I mean, yeah. he, he he had he a plan, like day. you said. Yeah. Well, I know they won the game, but I'm saying yeah. it wasn't just like they got a fluky goal and no. it just hold up. I mean, it's this was the plan. They executed their plan. They did a better job than Liverpool did. Uh, although, you could argue, I mean, you know Liverpool is going to have chances. Saleh had a, a good chance in, I think, like the 55th or somewhere right after halftime. He had a nice chance to went wide Jordan Henderson had one that was mm-hmm. if it's on frame it's probably in and it was just wide so got to the point they were frustrated Jurgen Klopp got himself a yellow card in this game I mean it was a <laughs> it was a fun matchup but for Liverpool fans are you worried I'm guessing the answer is no I shouldn't say I'm guessing because I have talked with our guy Phil who works over in sales here at the fan Fortress
1: Anfield yes right?
0: he, he came in saying we're they, they haven't gone to Fortress Anfield yet we're fine uh, and and I guess the the frustrating thing for Liverpool is you didn't get the away goal. Even if you lose two to one, sure, I would think that certainly PSG feels better in their you know going home battle because they got the away goal as opposed to Liverpool with the same margin of deficit. But now not having that away goal with them, I think they'd rather lose two to one than one to nothing. Oh, of
1: course, because if Atletico if, if if Athletico scores a goal yeah. in the next game, simple math, Liverpool will then have
0: to score three to go through. Yeah, it's going to be really tough. Um, not, not, I shouldn't say really tough. It's going to get tough if I, that happens. I think it's going to be tough yeah. because I'm not saying that Liverpool
1: is going to lose the tie, but it's going to be an effort to score on them because yeah. that's their style. That's what they do.
0: That would be. I think one of the more shocking results—not that Madrid is bad, because Atletico has been really good this year—but if you're if you're able to go and win this game, or even just hold it hold serve and and beat Liverpool in this season where they are running away with England, yeah, that would be and the defending Champions League winners as well. Sure, that would be quite the result. Um, let's go to the games that happened the following day. You want to go? Let's start with Tottenham. Okay, I know we got a lot of Tottenham fans who listen as well. They are down now one nothing to RB Leipzig Whew. after a home matchup, and that one is feeling pretty dire for Tottenham, for the Hot Hams, the, for the Hot, yes, for the, the Spurs, hot yes, however you want to say it. But uh, that's no good, man. You've got injuries all over. Certainly, your your scoring lines are all now. Son has a broken arm, so he's mm-hmm. out for. Indefinite amount. Yeah, long Jose time. thinks he's probably going to be out for the rest. Yeah, of the year, right. So he's which is probably right. He'll definitely be out for the rest of their time in Champions League because I think that time is coming. Like up that. W- I think that time that's is going up. to be it in a couple weeks. That's if you,
1: it. if you watch this game, it was really unbelievable the way that Leipzig was able to move the ball around. Like it was, it was almost to the point where it was vicious. Like it was violent the way that. You know, they were they were going in, they were moving it around basically, you know, it's not with ease that they were doing it because Tottenham was trying to do whatever they could to cut yeah. off their passing lanes and do that, but the precision that they had on Wednesday was just it was unlike something you had ever seen. And there was a great opportunity for them, I forget who it was, to go up two nil in the match. Obviously you had the penalty, you had Davies come across the box, foul one of the Leipzig players, they go to the penalty, Timo Werner puts it in, he shushes the crowd at Spurs I didn't even- Stadium.
0: By the way, what was Ben Davis like? He was throwing a fit over that, and it's like, dude, you need him that, right in the abdomen. In this era where every every goal that gets taken off the board because your toe is across yeah. the line, I don't know anything about that. Chelsea, Manchester United, Mm-mm. I didn't see anything happen there. No, me either. I thought yeah. it was a good call by mm-hmm. the refs. Okay, I'm just saying in this era where everything's reviewed, every handball is like, well, his arm, his fingernail, his, pingy was, his fingernail pingy was extended. Was, yes. Yeah. He, this was as clear of a penalty as you see him. Of course it is. He blasted him. Absolutely <laughs> I just, blasted I, him. I, I, was, I was almost mad at him just for complaining. I don't blame <laughs> you for the foul, but stop getting mad about it. You know what you did. Just hang your head, put your hands on your hips, exhale, and have your buddies come over and tap you on the back and say, come on. We'll get it. That's it. Was a
1: vicious performance, though, from Leipzig.
0: They they made made Tottenham look bad.
1: They did. They made him look like they made him look really stupid. And I'll tell you what, Serge Aurier has been very, very good for a long part of his career, but he he does not belong on the same field at the same time as Timo Werner does, because that dude is he is a problem. He's a wrecking ball, and especially when they get him with the ball on the left hand side with pace, he can he can. Make people look stupid. I thought they did an okay job, you know, when he was kind of getting going and not letting them get a second goal. But boy, I mean, he is fun to watch, and the way that they were whipping the ball around, and you know, this it comes every single year, bone, where a team comes into Champions League. It's like, I don't really know much about them. Yeah, and I think Leipzig can be this team this year, like the way that they were just. Uh, it, literally with ease or I shouldn't not with ease but no,
0: they 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 made it look they made I thought their attacking movements were a lot more fluid I thought their physicality to your point was really good and I mean in the Bundesliga it's not like they've been, been badly been one of the best teams in the Bundesliga which all is year one long. of the, the
1: most amazing ascents you'll see yes. in soccer they started their soccer club back in 2009 Mm-hmm. Think about it. that's 11 years ago. I think yeah. they've gone through five or six German leagues have gotten up to the Bundesliga. They're in third place or second. I don't remember in the Bundesliga right now, trailing Bayern and they're in the champions league. That's 11 years yeah. that it's taken they've them been... to get from low level to now top flight and one of the most entertaining teams that's left in the competition. It was fun though. Like the problem with Tottenham now is that you just don't have anyone that can score. Like Eric Lamella, I thought was a great deployment by Jose Mourinho late in that game to to try and get something. He was the best player on Tottenham all night long. He only played about a half hour of the game, but he was kind of their engine, got him into some spots, but Tottenham couldn't take any opportunities. They don't really have that target man, of course, with Harry being out with Sonny being out. And so now they face a a monumental challenge heading back to Germany.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be a challenge. I will say about this game, a couple other thoughts. Uh, Peter Galachi was the goaltender for RB Leipzig. And of course, Hugo Lloris as well. Both of them had tremendous games. If you're looking for goaltenders, just you want to watch two keepers battling it out in yeah. a game. This was a this was a game where they both made ridiculous saves for their team, and I thought goalkeeping clinic basically in this game. To keep it a game that only resulted in a penalty penalty kick going in because yeah. everything else there were three and or Courtois,
1: four. Or not Courtois. Lloris was incredibly close to even cutting down that one.
0: Yeah, right. He was. He was very close on that. So I thought that was a really fun angle to this. Also, a guy that we haven't talked about who was really good in this game for Leipzig was Patrick Schick. Patrick Schick is your good. guy. If you've not watched him play, the thing that always happens in these games is I'll watch them and I'll hear Schick, Schick, oh Schick, and I'm just as I'm oh, listening, what are they saying? You're like, whoa, hey, whoa, oh, hey, what's right, watch your, your mouth there. <laughs> so Patrick Schick, but he's actually good. I mean, he was he was very good and created a lot of dangerous chances. Had a what I thought was a sure goal again, if it were not for Hugo Lloris. Sure goal in the sixteenth minute that should have gone in and it didn't. So uh, that was definitely uh, one that I think keep an eye on as well as you're watching this matchup. Gelson, too
1: for Tottenham, he'll be a star. Like he'll he's
0: going to be he's going to be a solid player. He looks good. So uh, who I always blank on who is it for Tottenham that last year had the ridiculous run for them? um, Lucas Moura. Lucas Moura. Yeah, it's all on him now. It is,
1: and he can't he can't he can't be that guy. No,
0: but. What if he did?
1: What if he was? And what if they did? <laughs> if he did, then if, you if you some write butts that story. were candies
0: and nuts, then my aunt would be my uncle. So it's fine. Boy, that's put that one in your pipe and smoke it. Mm-hmm. We just keep throwing cliches out. That's what I say. <laughs> and finally, I'm sure this game didn't garner as much attention. It certainly didn't from us initially when it came up on the schedule. Uh, Valencia and Atalanta. Atalanta, four to one winners over Valencia, and they hosted this game at the San Siro, not at their original grounds. I'm not sure. I'm. I didn't read on this. My initial guess is clearly that, well, it's Champions League. They've never hosted Champions League. This yeah. is not to this level. So I think it was probably due to the immensity of the crowd, but maybe there was something else that caused them not to be able to have this game there. I don't know. Um, but Atalanta did everything right in this game. Blitzed. Yes, they did. They blitzed Valencia from the beginning. It was complete domination. I guess the if you want to say there's any redemption for Valencia in this, it's that they got an away goal – which is, of course, a nice little equalizer, but do you have any doubt that Atalanta's going to get a goal?
1: Not the way that they were <laughs> Valencia? looking. I mean, no way. I, I don't
0: think it's going to matter much. Um, I will say for you, because I was watching this game, and I saw Maxi Gomez for Valencia, mm-hmm. who's a player that they have added fairly recently, and I think they paid over $40 million to bring Woo! him in. A Uruguayan player. He's a big boy, too. But He's a, a lie. big target forward. He had a couple... Chances. I think they were already down 4-1 by this point, but he got behind the defense, was in on goal, could have easily brought this team at least back to a two-goal or even three-goal, so it wouldn't have been a loss by more than one or two goals. He had a ch- couple chances. They both were uh, smacked away by the goaltender for Atalanta, but I looked into him a little bit and said, who is this guy? Is this guy overrated? What's his deal? And a Maxi- big son of a gun? Maxi Gomez has actually been a really good player for them this year to the point that he's being scouted by a big-time England club. And, in fact, that big-time England club went and watched him go and almost single-handedly beat Barcelona earlier this year. And supposedly they are very high on transferring him in in the summer, and that big-time club is Manchester United. They have Odeon
1: Gallo now, so it's all good. I don't even know why United are looking elsewhere. Well, I I didn't get to
0: watch any of this game. I don't know if they're going to bring this guy in. I encourage you to go watch the highlights, because he did have a couple where you're like, man – it's only one game. Everybody has a bad game. Sure, This would not be the type of game you'd want to put on a highlight reel to encourage Manchester United to go sign you. Yeah. However, I don't know that that's even going to happen because when he signed with Valencia, they added in a 120 million yeah. pound release clause. Jesus. So they believe in him, and he has been good for them. He just wasn't good in this game. Not at all.
1: Something that Manchester United doesn't struggle with was, is able to come up with money. Right. so
0: they can find the money that's a, really if anyone can
1: it's just they're scouting well it's just it's that
0: is the problem well they went and scouted him when he you know put up two goals against barcelona so son. now so they're,
1: they're now they're probably sold on him yeah, yeah. okay Good. also
0: i will point out i think this was this had to be for sponsorship reasons due to champions league because i believe valencia has a shirt sponsor usually mm-hmm. but in this game no shirt sponsor weird and, well yeah i know and I, I only bring that up because obviously as a crew fan there have been a lot of Consternation from crew fans because this year it doesn't look like the crew are going to have a jersey sponsor. And in watching this, it is jarring when you're used to just seeing every team sure. with some company name across it. Valencia is not a small club; they're not no. in any financial difficulties, I don't think. But
1: well, the Champions League, bone, yeah, Come right.
0: They're, they're like Roma, 100.
1: Roma did it just because they're like, we just we don't want a sponsor this year.
0: Well, that's what they say. I mean, I don't right. know. Do they really not want a sponsor? Or is that just they didn't get one that I was big know. enough? Yeah. I don't.
1: It was like the hundred fiftieth year of their club, oh, so that's it was right. something okay. like that. All right, fine. Maybe not hundred. I don't know.
0: I what, ca- it's stupid. Who cares? It the point matter. is, you know who That's I, not why Valencia lost. because they, yes, suck. It is. they that's, suck. That's the reason.
1: I will tell you who the crew should get as their jersey sponsor. Who's that? Bone and Beam United. We should just have our logo wow. on their shirt. You
0: got the scratch for that? That's great. I think that's... Uh, uh, no, but I didn't you know. have
1: two TVs and a garage and a lawn, <laughs> so I was figured you could help out
0: in that, that category. No, I spent it all on those things. I don't have any more money. <laughs> um, so the return legs for all these games, March 10th, you have the RB Leipzig-Tottenham game with, of course, Tottenham or Leipzig is up one to nothing, and now they host. Valencia hosts Atalanta. They are down 4-1. to one. Those are on March 10th. March 11th. PSG host Dorman down 2-1, and Liverpool host Atletico down 1-0. So, now you know when those come up.
1: Tuesday games will be better than the Wednesday games.
0: Yes, the Tuesday uh, games in that situation are good. By the way, speaking of Tuesday games, next week, or depending on when you're listening to it, the week that you're in, February 25th. Or the week that you've already lived in. Uh, yeah, you might be listening to this well in the future. Who knows? Uh, 3 p.m. games on Tuesday. Chelsea host Bayern. Good uh, one. Those are... Those are good names, but Chelsea, as of the way they're playing right now, I don't know what to expect out of this team because they've
1: just – You're right. They were hot garbage against Manchester United, <laughs> and that was – it was such a shame to see. <laughs> such a shame.
0: Well, and I don't know. Are the refs coming from that game? They'll yeah. Just... Yeah, okay, they are, great. so
1: I'd favor Bayern in that game.
0: And uh, Napoli, a very interesting team this year. They host Barcelona, so I think that'll My be – My guy, Sergei Malenkovic savage Yeah. I be, love him. Should be a fun game. I'm excited for both of those. Of course, Chelsea-Bayern will be what you get. Well, maybe not. Maybe I you get would, the messy game. No, I would think it is because just those are two bigger brands, and I don't think Polistix playing. He's been ouchy.
1: But I also think the English tie is huge when you're talking about. Yeah, that's When fair. you're talking about broadcasting to Americans, now I think the German thing is growing, but
0: yeah, I, you I, still I don't take know. the England team first, and then yeah, Correct. you're probably right of the of the big four in Europe. Which league gets watched the most? It's Clearly probably it's the England. Premier. Yeah, it's one but is the Premier second, League. Where would I? I would guess second is the Bundesliga. Me but too. that's also because I watch more Bundesliga than I do the other. Well, it's leagues.
1: also readily available. Yeah, you. like it if is. you want it on it's, Fox
0: Sports, like it's there. Yeah, you know? all of the, all the time. Every like, I mean, I've watched, I've watched Fortuna Dusseldorf like three <laughs> times this year. Now that's partially because Zach Steffen's playing for sure. them, but also why the hell would that be on? That's one of the worst teams in the. Yeah. In Europe, it they're god-awful. Like, it seems they're like terrible. every
1: game in the Bundesliga is on TV in some capacity. It
0: is. You could be an Eintracht Frankfurt fan and have My an god, intimate knowledge of all of their players because you you've to seen watch, about like, every game. 28 games of theirs it's in a season. It's ridiculous. And good for them. That's great. Um, so Wednesday games on the 26th of February. Again, 3 p.m. starts. Leone hosts Juventus, and Real Madrid hosts Manchester City. No doubt which one will be on. That will be the Madrid-Manchester Leon City.
1: and Piemont Calcio <laughs> is who it's going to be, because they don't have the rights to say them in FIFA, so yeah, there you go. There you
0: go. Exactly right. Um, so let's talk about Manchester City very quickly, because Damn uh, cheaters! Woo! They got lit up by UEFA, a two-year the Champions outstanding League the band. outstanding moral compass of UEFA, right? <laughs> That's all they ever think about is how can we grow the game in a moral and financially fair way. We never ever do anything <laughs> that is illegal or no. not financially great. Uh, the chief executive for Manchester City, Ferran Soriano, your guy, he made some comments. Uh, a few, this was just a couple days ago. Finally addressing this after, I think it took him four or five days to put out a statement. But he said he doesn't believe that they are going to, this is going to hold up. The whole issue here is, if you've not followed this story, Manchester City was bumped by UEFA because they had the Sheik who owns the team. Sheik Mansour Bin Zayed Al Nahan, Mm -hmm. who owns Manchester City. He also has dealings with Etihad. And as a sponsor, they are—they've been, you know, funneling money to Manchester City. You're allowed yeah. to do that. One of the rules for the financial fl- fair play, as I understand it, is that if you're an owner, you need to show that you're getting your revenue from some legitimate sources, i.e., your sponsorships, correct? Your club earnings from various competitions, the sell-off of players—that's where a lot of your finances have to come from. They are, I guess, trying to prevent in the last 10 years since they enacted these rules, basically Manchester City from happening. Yes. <laughs> they're trying to prevent teams from saying, well, we just have a super rich guy, or, or Chelsea, name your team. PSG. Right, where a super rich guy comes in and says, I'll just spend everything. So even though we know that's kind of what hap- what happens, they're trying to get it to look more official and come from the correct resources so that other teams who don't have a billionaire oil magnet sitting as the head of their you know team can still try to compete in Europe and try to make this more reasonable. So I guess what they're saying is they've gone through and looked at various things. In 2018, uh, what it says is they believe the team misled UEFA's financial controllers over the true sources of its revenue. The most damaging allegation was that the team's principal sponsorship with Etihad was largely made up of cash infusions from Sheik Mansour's investment fund. So So it wasn't coming from the Etihad corporation. It was coming from... Sheik Mansoor, who has – and that's where it gets complicated because he course. has dealings with the Adi, Adi deals with the UAE. And he is also the owner of the team. So spend your money how you want, right? Right, but that's why they have these rules is to prevent that totally from being the case where he just buys a championship even though – yes, welcome to world soccer.
1: Yes, welcome so, to the free market.
0: Yeah, Soriano, the club you know, president, basically insisted that all those allegations are are false. He said he used money – under his control to fight. He said those allegations they use money to control, uh, to finance the team's rise simply were not true. So he didn't use his own money is basically what the team is alleging. Now here's where it gets interesting for Manchester city because they've announced their intention to appeal the verdict to the court for arbitrate of arbitration for sports CAS earlier an appeal to that court was rejected. Basically Manchester city knew they were going to get popped and they said, we know we're going to get punished. We'd like to file a preemptive appeal. And they said, well, you can't appeal something when you haven't even had a verdict handed down. Right. So you have to wait for that. So they've clearly already done this, but in that ruling, CAS did say there were some leaks from the UEFA group from UEFA. Those leaks they labeled as worrisome. So the court for arbitration for sports said it's worrisome the way UEFA has handled this prosecution of Manchester city. So it sounds a little favorable for Manchester City. Further, there were a few other teams that have been taken to court by UEFA. Uh, PSG was. Mm -hmm. You also had AC Milan. In both cases, UEFA either settled with the team ahead of time, so they avoided missing out on Champions League play, or in one of these, in the uh, PSG case, UEFA didn't even show up to the court for arbitration of sport because they didn't have a case no they yeah. they it, it won on appeal because basically no one fought the appeal so that could happen with manchester city but according to the latest we've heard from uefa they say we're fighting this we are going to be in that courtroom we've we got will you. be arguing and we do not think you can win this case so that's going to be very intriguing to keep an eye on because if manchester city does not get to play in champions league for two years. Yeah. What does that do to their team, Beamer? Well, what do you think?
1: I mean, it does a lot, Bone, You talk about missing out on the premier competition, and you as a Manchester City fan, you can sit with it if you miss the Champions League, right? Like, you can you can sit with that. If your team finishes fifth or sixth, seventh, whatever, you know, in the table. Teams have off years, and that's happened, and we've seen that from a bunch of teams over the years and being able to miss out on the premier competition in European soccer, but when your team has it stripped from you and you know you're one of the best teams assembled in the world with the likes of Gabriel Jesus and Raheem Sterling and Kevin De Bruyne and like all these different guys who they have assembled on their team, it'd be very hard to deal with. Now, I know that a bunch of players and a you know, manager, Pep especially, has come out and said, like, you could drag me down to the second division. I'm still going to be the manager of Manchester City. And while that's all said and good, you have to start realizing, like, how much do you actually mean that? Because a lot of these guys, but only got a short period of playing, right? But a short period of playing at the top of the level, and especially when you have a good team assembled, I would imagine that it's gonna it will hurt them immensely when you are banned from a competition for two years. You will have players ultimately say, Hey, I want to stay and fight it. And then you realize, like, okay, well, what am I playing for? Like, of course the Premier League and you have the FA Cup and like all these different things, but at the end of the day, if you're not out there and one of the best teams in the world, fighting for a chance to win the Champions League then some of these players will say well what's the point what's the point of being here I want to be on a bigger stage I want to show off the international game and everything so I do think this will hurt and if UEFA plans to fight it I don't know how long it's going to take in court for them to be able to go through all these things but that will be a big deal if they yeah. miss out on two le- two years of being banned from the competition.
0: Yeah, it is It is a difficult thing, and it may be already costing them because... Now, I don't necessarily believe this was locked in stone to happen, but you've seen the Lionel Messi situation, the messiness of, as we were joking about yeah. earlier, in Barcelona. So, supposedly, one of the things that was drawing him away, or, or one of the things that was making him think about leaving was... Manchester City was one of the teams that for sure was going to be able to afford his wages. If anyone would in in world soccer, that was going to be it. Sure. Well, unfortunately, now, why would you go there? Mm -hmm. A lot of players are going to say, even if Manchester City says, we'll pay you whatever you want, here's a blank check. Doesn't matter, man. If you can't play on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, as the phrase goes... Then you're not going to be getting the the best players will not choose to come there. That's just a fact. And It is a fact when your team makes Europa League, right? Like you can be a really, as you know, being with Manchester United, like you can be a really good side with a ton of history and a big old pocketbook. But if you're not able to get, doesn't to matter. Champions League consistently, there are players that will say, "I'll wait. I'll wait till you get back there, and then I'm good." What's, then I'll a, come what's in. a year or two, right?
1: It's yeah. a year or two. I'll go play for Real Madrid or Juventus, whoever. And then you just call me when you're back, when of you've course. already done all the work.
0: Yeah. So the latest with Lionel Messi, just to get into that situation, if you've not been paying attention, uh, part of his concern with Barcelona is Eric Abidal. If you're not familiar with Eric Abidal, My guy. Yeah. You watch... Why are you a fan of Eric Abidon? I don't know. I just okay. liked
1: him when he was playing He's, for Barcelona. Well, he he was, seemed like
0: a good guy. He was a good player. Uh, he was a left back or central defender usually for them. But in either case, now he is the sporting director for uh, Barcelona. And he said after they got rid of their coach earlier this year, he said that's because the players didn't play hard enough for him. That's because the players basically not sucked but didn't give enough effort. He had a coup. Yeah. Messi didn't like that. And Lionel Messi has hit out again at him and said – he really doesn't like the direction of the club and really doesn't like what Abidal's doing with it, doesn't agree with him. This has all been public, and this is not usually what you see from Lionel Messi. I mean, certainly there are rumblings that he's not happy. You will certainly hear about that from time to time, but it is very unusual to see him talking about something very publicly with his dislike for Barcelona. I don't think that's enough to make him leave. I know, there, were, like we just said, Manchester City was one of the teams people thought if he does leave, that's where he'd go. Obviously, that wouldn't be where he would go now. Hot take?
1: I don't know what Messi would do in the Premier League.
0: Really? He has been playing in Spain for so
1: long, and there is no doubt that he is one of the best players to ever roam planet Earth. But that league is a whole different animal than the Spanish League, and i he would be fine. He would not be the Messi that you're
0: used to seeing. That is a very hot take. And it it's is. It's an interesting one, though. I mean, you know what? It's, it's curious because the guy that he always gets compared to as to who would you rather have of course, is a guy who spent a long time in the Premier League. They're built differently. Time. Yeah, I can, know they Cristiano
1: are. can handle that. Yeah. If Cristiano Ronaldo wants to be a powerhouse and go after someone and take a slide challenge, he can. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if Messi can. The only time we get to see him do that is when they're playing English sides in the Champions League. Can he do it for 38 weeks out of the year? I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's know, a, but really, I, don't, I don't
0: think he could. It's a really good question, and I don't know the answer to it because – yeah, it, what's the phrase? Yes, but could he do it on a, on a cold? Cold day? rainy Tuesday night in Stoke. <laughs> or Agrington Stanley or name? Right, your, you know, exactly. fun name to say from British Soccer. South United. Yes. Shrimpers. Your guys. Suck.
1: suck. Not doing bad. well. No, anyway. Sucky.
0: Yeah, so Messi leaving Barcelona, I don't think so. I think to your point, there's a lot to lose by going. If you're gonna leave, quite honestly, why not and this is not gonna happen anytime soon, but why not wait a few more years? bow out at Barcelona and say effectively I'm retiring from European football yeah I'm retiring from Barcelona hello David Beckham hello United States hello Inter Miami I'm gonna go do something completely different Mm -hmm. and shock the world and go over here and just hello America I'd like to just take everything out of your wallet for a while <laughs> sure. because how much money could be made oh, over here God. with endorsements and everyone knows who this guy is non-soccer fans you say Lionel messi they go oh, oh yeah best player in the world yeah so imagine him. him right imagine him playing an mls for a year or two he would make as much money as he wants and he could probably then own a team and more he than w- that we would own yeah, he team. would own a team yes i'm saying don't get me wrong i'm not saying that as an mls fan i'm saying that as a why would you want to go risk like we talk about with tom brady leaving the patriots What's, he brought? He very well may, but the downside is very great that suddenly you will get out of that place you've always known and you will be exposed as, yeah, but you'll be Michael Jordan with the Wizards. Why risk your legacy, right? Oh, yeah. Well, when he was with the Wizards, he sucked. He was old and bad. Do you really want to be that? If you're on Messi, you go to a premier club in the premier league and then you're not anywhere as good. If that happens, I'm not saying it would, but if it did, it's a risk you're taking. Maybe it's a challenge he looks to, maybe not. And the but. difference
1: between, I feel like, him and Cristiano when it comes to that is because Lionel Messi, we know, is Barcelona tried and true. And oh, Cristiano Ronaldo that. has has made it very apparent that I will go where I want to go, when I want to go, and I continue to do it. You look at, I mean, you look at Portugal when he was a young player. All right, sure. dominated there. You look at England, dominated there. Spain, dominated there. Italy, dominating there. Like, he's pro- he's got the proven track record that he can Get do it. Messi. Of course, one of the greatest of all time. It's not turning into like bashing and Leo Messi. They're,
0: they're different players. They are, too. completely That's different. The other thing that is always lost in that discussion, but you know, if who would you rather have all that other stuff? It is an interesting point, and I certainly think it counts that if you're saying who had the better career, Messi may have had the better numbers, and he has, but Cristiano Ronaldo has done it in a variety of different factors, different variables. You put him in that situation, he still gets the job done. We don't know what Lionel Messi would look We think we know. We think we know what he would look like. But we see him in the World Cup, and its he's really good. He's not necessarily the reason Argentina doesn't win the World Cup. Sure. But he's not necessarily uh, – by the way, how's Portugal doing the World Cup? I'm not saying that Cristiano Ronaldo well, is that much better They just won the Euros. Either. They're the reigning well, they did, Euro champs. They did win the Euros. You're right. That's fair. All right. Well, so there you go. You hate, so, so. you hate Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, the greatest of all time. Hey, That's what I heard you it's say. It's always been my opinion, Bone. That's right. Leo, <laughs> you can suck it. Really? That's uh, I don't know. That was I like it. That was violent. I like it. I shouldn't it. have it's said good. that. Um, I will tell you tomorrow, not tomorrow. Yes, it is tomorrow. I can't even keep my day straight. It it's only
1: tomorrow if it's yesterday when <sighs> a couple weeks in a row you're listening to this podcast. Think about that for a second. All right.
0: I'm just going to point out on Saturday (laughs) of the week that we are recording this. If you'd like to watch Erling Braut Haaland, you can take on uh, Werder Bremen in the in the Bundesliga Saturday at 9:30 a.m. You also have Leicester City and Manchester City Saturday at 12:30. A good one. Yeah, and I want to say, aren't Chelsea and Tottenham playing this week? That sounds correct. I think. Who cares? We watched a bunch of Champions League this past week. We've got a bunch of Champions League next week. MLS season preview coming up next week as well. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you again soon. You've been listening to Bone and Beam United.